This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. Hey, good morning, everyone. Coach Chris Cotton from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching here. We are your auto repair shop coaches. Our goal is to help you, the independent auto repair shop owner, make your dreams come true. We do that by opening your mind to things you didn't know you didn't know and by getting you out from under your business and putting you in charge of your future as well as your family's future. Our goal is for you to stop having a hobby and start having a business you can be proud of and can take time away from. First and foremost, I want to thank AutoLeap. Without their continued support, this podcast would not be available free to you. I highly recommend scheduling a demo with AutoLeap using the link in our show notes. As you get into today's episode, you may know someone in your network who could benefit from the topic. So please take time to share personally or through your social network. As always, if you have an idea for a show topic or want to talk, feel free to get with me, chris at autofixsos.com. Welcome to this episode of the Weekly Blitz. Today, we're going to talk about creating processes and procedures for your repair shop, even if you have no experience doing so. I know I talk about it a lot and I was looking for topics. I went back and looked and we didn't really have a, a really good or a better video or any any type of recording or podcast at all on how to create a process and, and or procedure. Again, we talk about it a lot. We tell you, you have to have them. I've even thought about doing a processes and procedure class at some of the larger meetings where where we have it like Vision, ASTE, STX, some of those things. So if you're interested in that or think it would be a good probably three to four hour class, then let me know. Feel free to email me. Again, I just wanted to take you through the steps, talk about it, and then hopefully this will give you some understanding as to how to write your own processes and procedures. As a repair shop owner, having clear and concise processes and procedures in place can help increase efficiency, reduce errors, and improve customer satisfaction. However, most owners don't have experience writing them and the task can seem overwhelming. It seems to be a big topic when I'm working with a shop owner. Hey, we need to write processes. It's just like, it's like a balloon. You can hear just the air just, uh, just come right out of them about like, oh, I can't, I can't, can't believe we have to do that. But really, you want to give everybody a guide. In my mind, when you get a new hire on, you should give them the employee handbook, show them how to, to clock in and out, which there should be a process and procedure for that, and then hand them all the processes and procedures that talk about their job and their job function and help them throughout the day. And then, of course, if they move, you need to give them more. If you add another one, then you need to share it with everybody. So you want to have all these individually for each department, and then you want a bigger binder or a bigger Google file for all this to be in for everybody to see. So writing a procedure, would you want to go through a complicated procedure just to get an extra pen, a pad or paper? Of course not. That's not what this is for. Procedures and their cousin's policies can sometimes be a real pain in the butt, right? Sometimes they're too tight and restrictive, and at other times they're vague and lacking in detail. But if your colleague calls in sick and you're suddenly responsible for getting the payroll out on time, it's good to have a well-written detailed procedure to help guide you through. Again, one thing I want to tell you or caution you on is I don't want to have a process or procedure that is so strict that it makes customers mad. If that's the case or we're interpreting them that way, then we, we might want to rewrite them. We also might want to counsel our employees and say, hey, this is a process and procedure, 
But if you feel like it's getting in the way of our customer service, then we absolutely need to change it. Again, make sure that you always take care of the customer first, and then we'll talk about the rest of it later. So if done right, procedures can have an important effect on any organization, especially your auto repair shop. When written clearly and properly, they can help systems and people function better. If your people know what to do, when to do it, and how to do it, and how not to get it wrong, you're going to reduce frustration and you're going to save a tremendous amount of time and effort. Also, writing a procedure that's accurate, brief, and readable isn't always easy. But with a bit of knowledge and practice, you can learn effective procedure writing skills and identify great opportunities to improve the quality of the things you do every day in your shop. So what is a procedure? Procedures are the workhorses of a company. And while policies guide the way people make decisions, procedures show the how-tos for completing a task or process. Procedures are also action-oriented. They outline the steps to take and the order in which they need to be taken. They're often instructional and they may be used in training and orientation, typically. Well-written procedures are typically solid, precise, factual, short, and to the point. Many procedures seem black and white with clear steps and only one way of doing things. Complete A, then B, then C. But sometimes you need to be less exact and allow room for personal judgment. Again, what I was talking about just a minute ago. When a procedure is too tight, it can cause confusion. Since life isn't always simple and clear-cut, some procedures need to allow subjectivity and individual choices. I have a lot of people that tell me, oh, Chris, you've done this a lot. Just send me all the procedures you have. Like, I will send you sample procedures, but I'm not going to send you a a cut-out carbon copy procedures for an auto repair shop. It's not going to happen. You're going to have to write your own. Nobody knows your shop better than you. And just like there's no cookie-cutter approach to coaching, there's no cookie-cutter approach to processes and procedures. What might work at your shop is not going to work across the town, across the street, across the country. You know, when do you need a procedure? Not everything needs a procedure, so don't create procedures for basic tasks. Otherwise, they'll be ignored. That's like the pen and paper example. The number one rule of procedure writing is to make sure there's a reason to create them. Perhaps people forget to take certain actions. Perhaps they keep on getting things wrong or perhaps tasks are so long and complex that people need a checklist if they're going to to get things right. A written procedure is necessary only if the issue is important or if there will be a significant benefit from clarifying the process. Before you begin, ask yourself if people really need or want to know about something. You need a procedure when a process is lengthy, is complex, is routine, but it's essential that everyone strictly follows rules, example like payroll, demands consistency, involves documentation, involves significant change, has serious consequences if done wrong, like example like safety guidelines. In most companies, it's typical for many things to get done without written procedures. There are unwritten rules and informal procedures, but sometimes these unwritten rules need to be set in procedure. This may need to happen when similar questions are asked repeatedly, people seem confused, or there are too many ways that people interpret the procedure. Like we talked about that. I promised you, how do we write a procedure? Here we are. Procedures should communicate what readers need to know, not just what they want to know. They might need to know how to do the process correctly, faster, or with less waste. They also might like to know why they have to do something a certain way, where they can go for help, and what happens if something goes wrong. Where necessary, make sure your procedures deal with technical issues as well as subjective elements. 
It's also important that your procedures have the right level of detail. So here are some things to consider. Do users have enough information to complete the action? Is there enough information to guide users in using good professional judgment? Is the level of detail appropriate for the subject? Is the level of detail appropriate for readers? And how comfortable are readers with the subject? So here we go, step by step. Step one, gather information. Before you start writing, I want you to gather detailed information on the process you're making into a procedure. Talk with the experts in your shop, the experts in your field, as well as any others who hold key information. Um, longtime staff members, stakeholders, technical staff, people who are going to use the procedure. Take lots of notes. Remember, we need to speak 30% of the time, listen 70% of the time on this one. Make sure you take lots of notes and then sit down with the information and sort it all out. As the procedure writer, you want a clear understanding of what's going on in as much detail as possible. From there, moving on, you need to cut down or parse that information to what the end user really needs to best understand the process. AutoLeap is a cloud-based, all-in-one auto repair software that helps to keep complete track of your business, from scheduling appointments to managing technicians to generating invoices. Supercharge your growth with AutoLeap. Customers that fully adopt AutoLeap see the following benefits in their first year. 30% revenue growth, with top customers seeing over 100% growth, 75% decrease in no-shows, allowing you to service more customers, three times increase in positive Google reviews, leading to stronger online presence, 50% time saved on administrative tasks, driving increase in operational efficiency. Do it all with AutoLeap. Key features and functions include estimates, invoices, scheduling, Google reviews, inspections, communication, QuickBooks, reporting. Get in touch with AutoLeap to see how you can transform your auto repair shop. For a limited time, if you schedule a demo, sign up with AutoLeap and they will waive the $250 implementation fee. So that takes us to step number two. We got to start writing. So when you write the first draft of your procedure, don't worry about exact words and format. The main purpose is to include the information you need. Once you've done that, you can work on the words and the organization. Here are some good rules to follow. Write actions out in the order in which they happen. Start with the first action and end with the last action. Again, you should be able to take somebody with minimal amount of knowledge in your business and hand them this process or procedure, and they should be able to start and finish without having to go to anybody. Number two, avoid too many words. Just be specific enough to communicate clearly. So as an example, if you have add to the cancellations tab on the spreadsheet, rather than supplement the existing records on the spreadsheet with these new ones, that's a much shorter way to go. Next, use your active voice. Example, place the file in the administrator's inbox instead of saying the file should then be placed in the administrator's inbox. If you're just removing a couple of words and it makes it clearer and better, absolutely do it. Next, use lists and bullets. Don't be too brief or you may give up clarity. Okay. Next, explain your assumptions and make sure your assumptions are valid. Make sure to be careful using jargon and slang. Two, if we need to have a glossary of auto repair shop terms like ARO, card count, LHPRO, things like that, then maybe we need to make a vocabulary list and make sure everybody understands. But really, let's keep jargon and slang to a minimum. And then you also have to write it at an appropriate reading level. Make sure you know who your audience is and write to your audience. 
Step three, we have to assess the design elements. So you may find that words alone aren't enough to explain the procedure. Sometimes other elements can help your presentation. One of the great things that we have, I have have a couple of shops that have test routes for the technicians to drive. And including in this test route procedure, they have a Google map of the start and the finish. And there's no doubt about what that is. That's the type of things that I'm talking about. What needs to accompany our written process and procedure to make it even better. So, you know, you can use flow charts. This shows a process as a diagram and it uses a series of symbols and arrows to indicate flow and action. You know, you can outline a process and make it easy to follow, but be sure you don't complicate your chart with too many unfamiliar symbols or too much text. If you need to break it into a series of smaller flow charts. An actual play script. This looks like a script for a play with different characters. In this case, though, you list the different staff members with different responsibilities. Scripts can be especially useful when more than one person is involved in a process. Usually we use that when we're doing the phone call process. Caller, service advisor, service advisor, caller, things like that. Next is the question and answer. So in the question and answer, you're going to match common procedural questions with their correct answers. This is a useful format when procedures are confusing or when there are lots of variations. It also helps address what-if issues. So here's an example question. What if the columns don't balance? A, first don't panic. Start with the simplest reasons and work backwards, then recalculate the columns. Once you do that, then look for transcription errors. If this doesn't solve the problem, go back and look at how you got your figures If you were unsure of any points, recheck those figures first, then systematically recheck each figure until you find the error. I think you could also, again, parse some of that down and and remove some of those words, but that's just an example. A matrix, this table connects one variable with another, and where the variables connect, the cell shows the appropriate action. Matrix tables are really good for reference purposes because they eliminate the need for constant searching. You can use them for many applications including knowing what tasks to carry out and when, helping users make decisions, and knowing what forms or reports to use. If we think about what we just talked about and and what does this look like and who's responsible for what. So the, the original writer or the person that's writing it is the person responsible and the action is to gather information, write the procedure, show draft to stakeholders. The next person responsible is the stakeholders and their action is to review the draft and submit corrections and comments. Finally, it gets back to the writer who creates a final draft. And then with the final draft being complete, it goes to the department manager and or the stakeholders and they approve the final version. Hopefully this makes sense. Again, if this is something you'd like to see taught, I have groups come to me all the time and they're like, Chris, We want you to submit a class. I submit classes that I think I like, and then they don't ever get chosen. I would love to hear from you as auto repair shop owners, service advisors, technicians, whatever you are in the industry, what types of classes are you into now? And what types of classes would you want to see taught as you're traveling around the country, coming virtually or whatever? Okay. This has been Coach Chris Cotton from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching, reminding you it never always gets worse, but sometimes it does have to get worse to get better. Remember, don't stop working today because tomorrow needs you. Please feel to reach out to me, Chris at autofixsos.com or give me a call at 940-400-1008. Have a great day, everybody. And remember to rise and grind. 
You've been listening to the Weekly Blitz with Coach Chris Cotton on the AftermarketRadioNetwork.com. Follow Chris on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Chris is all for advancing the aftermarket.